So, dear listeners, uh, welcome to yet another episode of the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast. Uh, so, this is going to be an exclusively audio podcast uh, with very with a very interesting personality on the other side, uh, all the way from Hamburg, Germany, and uh, you know we've met uh, fortunately through a very interesting program called Working Out Loud for Ukraine. And uh, after that, uh, I have been wanting to have her and all of my, uh, you know, uh, Wall for Ukraine uh, circle on the podcast. And uh, Sabine uh, is here with me. And we're going to be talking about a lot of her adventures in in different parts of uh, life. She's uh, a journalist. Uh, she's worked as in various capacities as an editor, various magazines. She's also a coach. And, uh, you know, that, that's also something... We share in in uh, similarity, and uh, yeah, she's been on a quite an interesting adventure in Tanzania. So we'll have uh, her, and we'll get a little deeper into all of these topics. Get to know her a little uh, in the People, Passion, and Purpose podcast. So welcome, Sabine. Hello, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> so how does it feel to be on your uh, on this podcast? Is it the first first time you're on a podcast, or how is it? Yes, it's my first podcast and it's also the first time that I'm doing something like that in English. So I'm quite nervous and I hope that uh, my English will uh, be good enough to everybody can understand me. So yeah. sorry for uh, folds I will do. <laughs> <laughs> so no worries. Uh, so I, I will uh, give you ample time to think about whatever you have to share Uh you can do a translation from German to English and then you know really sh- share it with us. Uh, but I think first things first, uh, uh, I think for those who uh, have been following Sabine uh, on her, uh, you know, um, LinkedIn, she's she's been sharing uh, a lot of things about her uh, interesting journey in Tanzania. Uh, and where uh, you know her advent calendar was showing uh, one thing about uh, a few organizations that she worked with there and uh, I'd, I'd like uh, you to share shed a little more light on how it came to be like what pushed you to actually move uh, for a I think a month right so you were there for more than a month yes right so um, I have to go a bit back because it started one year ago um, so I'm journalist and I'm writing for a um, tourism magazine, for a tourism trade magazine. So it's a magazine for professionals who are working in the tourism industry. And the leader of um, Dare Touristic, that's um, the second after TUI, it's uh, the second uh, biggest uh, tour operator in Germany. The leader um, asked me uh, to come with him to Tanzania and South Africa because he wanted uh, to show me all engagement of the Dare Touristic Foundation. So um, a lot of uh, tour operators and uh, also the big the big ones and also small spe- specialists, they really have have um, organizations uh, to um, to support people, um, to support local people all over the world. So, and there are different mm-hmm. projects. And after the pandemic crisis, 
the tourism was very down in this phases. So after that, he really wanted to see uh, what is the impact we do there with all our help. So how are the projects going on? And I went with him to Tanzania. We looked at projects, different schools. So, and also we saw some um, networks of women's where women's learn to uh, to do things by by themselves, uh, small business, how to build up mm -hmm. the business, and it was very very impressive to see. Uh, what their touristic foundation was doing there and also to see how big is really the impact the the women they were very very happy I saw also um, pupils with five or six years who speak English in Germany um, children they learn English even later at school and I was really impressed by that and one day um, we went to a lodge and this lodge was uh, founded by an NGO Africa mm -hmm. Amini Alama and this is also a big organization founded by a um, medicine by a um, doctor of Austria of Vienna and I met her and I was so impressed what she did also um, built up there. There are several schools and also um, different other projects for women and young people to learn to build up. There's a healing center. And I was so impressed. I said, I have to come back. And that's what I did. So one year later, I went there and I saw also how the projects were going on, um, which were um, discussed one year before with their touristic foundation mm -hmm. and I saw that the project she, she wanted really to do with the money from their touristic foundation the projects were uh, in perfect uh, yeah there were active active projects uh, within one year uh, one new school one clinic center um, the healing center was completely new and I was impressed really uh, by this Hmm. So how is your people experience in Tanzania? The people experience, um, they are really rich. So here in Germany, we think it's a country which is not very well developed. But what I've seen there, right, it's not developed in an economically uh, sense. But what I saw there, the people are so rich, rich uh, for my understanding. Uh, they are so uh, happy. Um, they, they are so friendly. They are so open. They are really curious to learn new things. They are very uh, happy also uh, when people come to show them things. So they are developing much more faster than we are here from a human side. And yeah. that was so amazing. Um, I met, for example, a, a dentist who went there to show people how bleach um, the dance because um, of um, the consistation, consist, 
I don't know. Uh, so the water, they have problems mm -hmm. with the water because in the water there's too much fluoride. And ah, so like, from yeah. this uh, fluoride, because it's too much, uh, the teeth, they are getting brown. So, mm -hmm. and she developed methods to um, bleach the teeth, um, to extract teeth, uh, to do prothesis and everything. And they built up with a small team there how to build prothesis. And now I see every day, I see different pictures from people who have no prothesis. And within a very, very small time, they learned how to do that. And the people are so happy. And the first day um, in the village, when they knew that there's a doctor, a, a dentist will come, there were 30, 40 people waiting in front of the office to coming uh, the doctor and to see the doctor. And yes, I know in Germany, people, they don't want to go to the dentist. They are fear of it. And they were so happy for them. It was a, a big day. And yes, now they have teeth they, they like. And um, yeah, that is very impressive because um, you can do a lot of things when people really want to receive something. If people want to, um, yeah, to getting better with their life and to develop. And that's what I saw there. Hmm. I, I think I can relate to this in 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 some sort of way. The, the I think the love and affection that you get uh, from people, uh, so so you know, without uh, asking too many things, it, it just flows from person to person, and uh, that makes uh, volunteering something that's that's uh, you know far more giving. So even if you give uh, you know support in terms of money. The output that you get uh, for yourself, uh, in terms of the love, the affection, uh, that purity of uh, you know that that thought uh, is, is something that that you can't put a value to. Yes, right. It's not the money. It's um, the mindset. It's the mindset of the people uh, who are ready to to go in in new dimensions or to to new new things and i think um here in the western world we are sometimes we are so full of everything um that we are uh we have the impression we know already everything and um People are full of minds and full of things to do. And they have so many things, material things. Um, and that leads to the fact that they are not really open. Open to new things, open to learn uh, new methods. And um, yes, to, uh, to get access to unknown things and that was very amazing and for me it was really um something which i did with passion to go there to see this and so for this i also decided to do um calendar on advance um, because in germany we count the days until christmas from the first december to the 21st 
And so um, kids uh, general, they, they get a calendar and every day they open a door and behind the door there's um, an image, and, um, there, there's a picture or even chocolate or there's something surprising every day because, um, yeah, that they are happy that Christmas is coming soon. And so my idea was open also every day a door to Tanzania to show how people are there, what I um, experienced there. And um, I have, um, I did it via LinkedIn and I had a lot of resonance of it. And yes, people really liked it and also you. So thank you. Thank you, I think Sunil, that was uh, fantastic. Here. Sorry. Yes. So thank you for being here, Sunil. <laughs> I think it was fantastic. So it was a door to another country, another another culture, uh, another space, a whole new set of people. Uh, but uh, united in in the way you know we we do things. Uh, uh, I think you you shared about. Uh, when you when you took a for camera out for a selfie, you know how how kids swarmed around uh, you. Uh, I think you also shared about I think somewhere the western commode or the washroom, uh, and you know the whole aspect of uh, I think this this dental story was also something that was there. Uh, I think we we will look at uh, some of these places uh, with with saying okay we have a single uh, single image of how people are. And generally, uh, specifically in terms of Africa, you know, developing countries like India, uh, we get put in a certain uh, frame saying, you know, there's, there's, these people are, you know, economically poor. Uh, they're, they're, they're backward in, in many of the ways. Uh, but when when we actually go there and see, uh, it, it's a different world. And you see uh, people, you see circumstances, you appreciate them for who they are and uh, and I think your uh, your ability as a writer to actually share uh, some of those uh, uh, interesting stories in a way that uh, it it made us look and listen to whatever you're sharing. I think that was also fantastic. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, I would actually really like it if more and more people did uh, advent calendars with you know going to different countries, exploring cultures, and all of that. Yes, thank you. That's also what people was writing me. Thank you for taking me on your travel. Um, I was so amazed uh, by all the messages I I got. Uh, there were people who said, um, I'm happy to see uh, the next door tomorrow. And um, yes, I... I was really impressed also by that because I uh, wanted to do this calendar to promote the NGO because I was really impressed by the NGO, by Africa Amini Alama. So I wanted also uh, to do my part to make it uh, more well known and to share it and to show that it's so easy to help. And um, yes, the best way is to storing to to telling stories and that was that was the stories i i lived there and yes so many people uh looked at it uh on linkedin and now also if i meet people everybody tells me yes you were in tanzania and uh tell me how how it was like and what will you do now and 
Um, so I'm I'm really happy to have done this trip and to have um, also shared it uh, via LinkedIn with with the community. And um, yes, I will also continue to uh, support Africa Amini Alama. <laughs> Yeah, once you're in, uh, once you've had that experience, it pulls you back again and again. And and that's the joy of volunteering. Yes, right. So what next? So you're going to go back to Tanzania this year? Um, I don't know, but uh, probably I will. Because um, also because of this calendar, there were... Um, a woman in Germany, uh, she is uh, organizing a big trade fair, a big international trade fair, and she wants uh, also to do a workshop and a session um, for purpose and impact. And so she asked me to do this workshop. Um, and she also, she will build up a community for uh, women in the event industry. For the, um, and she will organize travels for this um, mm -hmm. ladies to do travels with impact. And she asked me also to organize a trip uh, to Tanzania. So we are... Um, at the moment in the planning phase to see when will be the best uh, date to go there. And also um, I will continue to travel with um, Africa Amini Alama because um, uh, the, the leader of the lodge, uh, that's the uh, original Maasai Lodge, um, where I've been also weekend because it's uh, part of Africa Amini Alama. That's where the money comes from, from the tourists, from all the tourism organization. And so I was also one weekend at the lodge to see this. And the leader of the lodge, um, he comes to Europe to East Europe to promote uh, the lodge and all the, the safari tours they do. And he asked me if I uh, want to come with him to present Africa Amini Alama in, um, yes, we will go to Warsaw, we will go to Krakow, Prague, uh, Budapest, Bratislava. So um, yes, I will also then travel with the African people. The Maasai people. <laughs> that is going to be interesting. So the Maasai are the ones that uh, I have heard of, are the ones that actually live in deep, deep inside uh, the, I don't know, they're their own lands. They actually hunt the uh, lions, if I'm not really uh, sure. They, they live with the lions. Yes, that's right. They, they are... Sometimes when when I was out really in in the bush, uh, there are giraffes, there are lions, there's everything, and suddenly you see Maasai just standing there, and uh, you ask yourself what he's doing there in the middle of nowhere. So uh, yeah, they really live in the land by their own. Um, they have uh, small huts, the the boma. This is built by by the woman, and um, yes, they don't have a lot. They are nomads, and um, they have 
them and uh, the life in the nature and um, yes, the the animals, cows. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, cows I, and goats. Uh, you know, if if given a day, uh, like if if somebody wanted to do an exchange, you know, somebody does uh, coaching for me or you know, software industry for me. And if I go, I have to go back to uh, you know, in, in the wilderness. Uh, would I choose that? Because uh, we've we've grown accustomed to a lot of these things that uh, uh, we currently enjoy, and uh, this looks very interesting. Like you know, simple people right in the wilderness. Uh, we you everything you give you get is is from nature. Yes, it's amazing. It's um, in Germany. It's unbelievable to live like this um so they are really tough <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh it, it needs a different uh you know caliber and a dif different way of life for us to survive in the, those places yeah right so you were also with the maasai then so like uh, how was your how was that experience um, I was also with um, the clinic, the, the healing center I was talking about. They have um, every week they have outreaches. So that mm -hmm. means they go out to villages where much Sai or Meru live um, because um, there are so many people who can't take the way to go to the clinic. So uh, that's the way that the doctors go to them. And that was also a very amazing moment because we went there with a team of doctors and assistants um, to go in a small village. And when we came there, we, we saw women well-dressed and they were really, really happy that the doctors were coming and it was like a big party for them. And even nobody knew me and nobody nobody um didn't know that i'm not a doctor or and it was um it was not important if i'm a doctor or not they were so happy to have um visitors there and uh they welcomed me they're very very warm and so after first um overview who would really consult the doctor. Um, then they could go uh, with their problems uh, in a classroom. There was We were sitting in a big classroom and on every table uh, there was sitting another doctor. And so they went there with their problems. And yeah, the, uh, the doctors uh, were looking uh, what is missing and uh, what was very nice also that um, the doctors take this trip also to um, introduce in different um, um, medical uh, medical know-how. So mm -hmm. this time they um, explained um, how what's about eye infection and. Mm. So there were in a classroom sitting at least 30 women and they were really listening, asking a lot of questions. Uh, the doctors came with uh, pictures of ear infections and they told how you can get an ear infection, how you can prevent it, 
um, hygienic um, things to do. And yes, that's um, where I was in a Maasai uh, village. And I was uh, very, very well, uh, had a warm welcome. And there was even uh old lady i can't really say how old she was but uh, for me she was like uh between 80 or 90 and um she had really problems to walk and she was um yeah she was not really in a good um good physical uh, uh physical consistition con um Condition, yeah Yes, uh, right. Thank you. So um, she came and she offered me um, a bracelet. And I said, no, thank you. And she said, and uh, the doctor translated, he said, yes, she is so happy that you are there. She wants really to, to give it to you. I said, no, I, I want to give her money. So he said, no, she doesn't want money. But for me, it was so clear that I wanted to give her something. So I gave her money and then she gave me another bracelet. So take <laughs> this. So, and that's amazing. I, I go there, there are foreign people. They have nothing. They have really not big, big things. They even don't have a table or a chair in their room. And um, the first thing the woman wants to do is um, to offer me a bracelet. Yes, that's uh, that's, yeah, that's what I experienced. Yeah. I, I can feel you, you know. Uh, and it, it's been, it, it's consistent also with a lot of things that I have uh, uh, been through in a part of my volunteering experiences. Money, uh, you know, like I said, is is uh, something that uh, may not give us so much of uh, happiness. It is it essentially changes a lot when you go give it to an NGO that that's doing great work. And then when you're going to meet people and see them in the, in their uh, this thing, and is that uh, you know they have a lot more to give uh, than than you yes. give to them. You receive so much. Uh, yes. That that you that you feel you're transformed out of that. Yes, right. You feel so much, but you can't pay with money. And we all know money. Um, it's good to have money because, um, yeah, you you can invest in uh, in in education. Um, you can invest in health. So you need money. Money is freedom for sure. But uh, I think we all know money doesn't make you really happy. So and happiness, it has to come from from your inner side. And that's what I saw there. Happiness uh, from the inner side and really to be opened and friendly and really friend to everybody, even if you know the people or you don't know them. And this was for me amazing. Um People in the road, I've never seen. They, um, yeah, they were saying, hello, hello, how are you? And um, <laughs> it's amazing if I would hear in Hamburg go on the street and say, hello, 
Well, how are you? They they would think uh, she's stupid or she's not. <laughs> she has to go to a doctor. <laughs> and there it's uh, it's normal. And you ask people how they are, and it's not like um, a, a saying. Just you say how are you. Uh, it's really from from deep inside it comes, and yeah, that's really. Um, I'm very grateful to have experienced that. Amazing. So Sabine, you are, uh, you know, very passionately sharing some of your uh, experiences, adventures in Tanzania. So, you know, generally, how how does a how does it look from a journalistic or somebody who writes for a travel magazine? to go to Tanzania and come back with so many stories, so many adventures. Yes, that's um, also the reason why I wanted to get a journalist because I, I love it really to um, see different perspectives, to know other people's lives, to speak with different um, people, to, yes, sometimes it's for me, also to be journalist it's like a travel because um if you are on one story or some subject you go deep in for one moment and you are speaking with the people you are um visiting companies or countries or whatever so you have a deep insight um in one given moment and that's for me it's like a, a travel because you see things you you did not know before and so I like it um, yes to make this experience and um, yes to share it that other people so the readers or the listeners um, that they can also do this experience behind the scenes um, yes not everybody has the chance to um, to interview the leader of the biggest hotel chain of the world and to ask uh, what they are doing, how, uh, what are the most important hotel trends and how he's doing to find um, qualified uh, um, employees. So, um, yes, it's that's my job to 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 get connected to uh, a lot of people um, to share their stories and to share it with people who have not the chance to um, get connected to these people. And I like it very much. And so Tanzania, it's uh, really it's deep inside my heart uh, what I saw there because it was also a long time and. Um, but it's uh, like other stories where I travel, where I um, speak to people. So, yeah, that's my business since more than 20 years. I do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you, you shared that you, you know, you've had the chance to uh, interview uh, somebody from the hotel chain who, who has, you know, a really a great access to the world uh, that he sees. You've, you also had, you know, experiences in Tanzania. So what, what across 20 years, you know, if I had to ask you, uh, what's like one story or one, one uh, incident that really stands out and puts you saying, wow, that was, that was something that I never expected. 
Oh, that's difficult to say, but um, I remember um, also one travel I will not forget because um, I went to the Silicon Valley for one week and it was uh, on the one hand um, to see how touristic companies are working there and to share it also with the German touristic companies to learn um, at what they are working on and uh, what are the new trends because it's for sure every trend uh, is born in or mostly of the trends of e-commerce is born in in the US and in the Silicon Valley so um, that was the one side to go there to see this and it was also um, the other aspect was to go there to see how we can do as um as a company, how can we de develop our formats? Um, what's about um, AI, artificial intelligence? Uh, what's about videos? Are videos more um, demanded in the future than, for example, print magazines? Uh, so all these questions and it was also amazing to go there to because that's not only from a technical aspect uh, it impressed me it impressed me also the mindset of the people because um also uh, compared to germany if somebody in germany has an idea she uh, she or he doesn't want really to talk about others um about this idea because uh, if i share this idea perhaps the <laughs> other will copy my idea so that's always a bit uh, the fear and there they are so open-minded they share everything and there's a huge community uh, with co-working spaces um, where people from different countries um, work together so now it's also common in germany and in other parts of the world but when I was there 2016 um, in Germany, there were not really co-working spaces. And mm -hmm. so and also I made appointments with uh, people I've never met before. They didn't know me and I just wrote them an email or I contact them via LinkedIn and ask um, if they have time Um uh yes to to let me know what they are doing and also they were so open everybody uh yeah had a warm welcome and they shared their ideas and that was also very very impressing absolutely so i think you you have uh you have so many adventures when you are when you are in the journalist space you go you you meet people i think everywhere uh you 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 meet new cultures uh get get something that's very different from what you have currently in your place and uh, yeah my next question is uh, what drew you to journalism in the first place the 20 year journey but how did it start how i did start yeah yes that's um, a funny story because um <laughs> Um, I studied uh, business administration and I never wrote something for uh, a magazine or for a newspaper. I had no idea of all this. So I did my studies of business administration and first I, I worked for a, a consultant company and for a bank. So uh, the classic uh, business administration jobs and 
I felt that that would not make me happy uh, to go there in my dress every day at the bank and um, to do some projects. And so I asked myself, uh, what would be a nice profession for you? And I even asked it uh, without thinking, can I do it? Can I not? I studied something else. So what can I do with my studies? It was really like a white paper that I said by myself, okay, what will you do in your life? Which profession would be nice? So, and then it suddenly came in my mind, it must be nice to be journalist because you can meet people. I like it really to make to meet people, uh, to be in an exchange, to to know new things and to ask. I always ask. I everything want to know and understand. And so, um, yes. And then I started uh, with um, uh, at the radio. I ask if I can help there, if I can see how they are working. And I went to a radio station where I was six week um and even i had uh my own radio um series there so it was very nice a nice experience and so um yes and then after that i went uh to a newspaper also to see what the difference between radio what's the difference between newspaper and at the end i also went to the television because at television, you have everything. You have um, the picture, you have the sound, you have um, graphics. So you, you, it's multimedia. So, and but then I decided after all the three hospitations, I decided um, to get a print um, journalist. And so I, I took my way and I did. Um, uh, a volunteeriat, uh, that's how you call it in Germany. Mm -hmm. It's a two years education where you really learn how to act as a journalist. And I did this, so this two years. And from this on, I, I moved to different um, companies uh, for uh, which did magazines for professionals. So I always did magazines for uh, different sectors and branches. And um, yes, and since 15 years, I'm in the travel industry branch. Uh, so um before I um, wrote about marketing and sales subjects. Mm -hmm. so quite, quite an interesting journey from, you know, radio, uh, TV, and then coming here. So in, in terms of travel, uh, where, where and all have you been? Um, I traveled a lot of in Germany because, um, yes, so if I have interviews um, with German companies, it's uh, in Germany, but I traveled also a lot to um, foreign um, destinations because tourism is all over the world. And so I went to the Caribbean, to different islands in the Caribbean world. I went to um, Mexico. Um, I went um, also to some congresses because... Um, the tourism industry has congresses uh, in Turkey, in uh, Gran Canaria, in 
Egypt. So um, they they have their conferences everywhere. So I also went there to conferences. So yes, I I went to the Silicon Valley. I um I have to remember, but I I really traveled. Um, I traveled a lot. Yeah. But travel has changed because um, as journalist um, before Corona, I was traveling for an interview from here to Cologne. One hour interview, I was sitting in the train for hours to go, for hours to go back. So that was normal. And um, the job also uh, changed now a lot of interviews now if I really know people um, you contact them also via video um, so now for an interview uh, with the person I know I, I would never uh, travel um, eight hours to have a face-to-face -face interview for one hour so it changed absolutely and uh... You know, if, if at all that, that was the case that we had to, you know, basically travel to each other to have a face-to-face, -face, I don't think uh, none of us would have met that this podcast would not have happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in terms of uh, your journalism, so what, 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 uh, like for me, Germany is a very interesting country. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of my friends have been there. They tell me, you know, there's there's the Black Forest. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, traveling. So you can go all around uh, most of the other European, you know, basically countries. People are uh, quite, quite uh, by themselves. Uh, they, they don't, uh, they, there's very little interaction between people on a, on a, on a daily basis. Uh, so what, what's the Germany you've seen? Uh, because uh, for me, it looks very interesting. Yes, it is because Germany is very uh, different. So you have um, the re region, the mentality of people in all of Germany is so different. The north is looking completely different than the south. So in the north, you have the sea. You have even two seas, the North Sea and the Baltic Sea. So um, it's flat, uh, it's completely flat. And in the south of Germany, you have the mountains, the Alps, um, Bavaria. It's uh, completely different, for example, from Flensburg. That's the most, um, that's the point uh, most in the north of Germany. And so every region has his own uh, specialities. Uh, you have a lot of lakes, you have uh, a lot of nature, bio reservoirs and um, national parks, uh, forests. You have uh, big cities. It's not like in other countries in Europe where you only have uh, perhaps one main city and other smaller cities so we have a federal um, system here in Germany so for sure Berlin is the biggest city it's our capital uh, but we have also a lot of other big cities uh, like Hamburg, uh, Munich, so Frankfurt it's very international also Frankfurt so it's we have big cities, we have also small uh, cities, uh, which are almost uh, well known also um, 
in foreign countries, for example, Heidelberg, it's an old university town, it's quite small town and um, people go there to to see this old town and there are a lot of other cities like Heidelberg, which are very well known in the international context. So um, yes, uh, we have a lot of visitors in Germany um, that changed uh, in the pandemic, but now it's coming back. And even if I walk here in Hamburg, I really often hear um, English talking people or from Spanish, uh, from Spain, from Scandinavia. So um, the cities are getting more and more uh, international. <laughs> that's that's interesting. And uh, you know, I, I've also tried my uh, my luck in terms of learning German. Uh, I, I have an A1, but then uh, I have forgotten a lot about it. It looks very, very tough to you know, basically understand it at a, at a quick or an at a e easier way of learning, I think. For me, it's been difficult. So how is it learning German for you? Was it easy? Was it, you know, that's something everybody was learning it. So I also learned it. So how was it? To learn Germany? Yeah, to learn, learn German, German or Germany? German, German. Ah, uh, I don't remember really. So I learned it at school, like every, not at school. I learned it with my parents. And then after it at school with the grammar. And um, so I don't really remember. The only thing which I remember is when uh, I had Latin. And it was very hard uh, to learn Latin or the grammar. But that helped me uh, on the other way to understand the German grammar. So I think um, the German grammar is quite complex compared to other grammars, perhaps. <laughs> uh, for example, in English, you have only one article. In Germany, you have three. Um, you have uh, four cases. Um, and the verbs you all there to have to um adapt them and yes it's i i always hear that german is very complex but i don't really remember you you learn it <laughs> like you 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 learn indian <laughs> yeah so uh, for us uh yeah, it, it's the same i guess uh like uh, our grammars are uh, intermingled. So we, we learn English quite, quite early in our uh, kindergarten. So we start English in our kindergarten. And we anyway have uh, our, you know, local uh, regional languages. Then we have uh, other languages come in basically because uh, we have people from others, other states, other you know, uh, languages at home. So we get to learn a lot more uh, quickly in terms of all the languages. But then... I, I took to German quite late, so uh, in terms of, I think I was around 28, 26, 27, somewhere in that space. And it was, you know, it was Greek and Latin to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the earlier you learn, uh, the better the results. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was very confusing, especially with the grammar. And then I was like, okay, this is not my, my subject. <laughs> I, if I'd allowed to re, re, you know, if I'd allowed to go to another country, I'll go to a country that speaks English. <laughs> That's how it was. 
it's a very like you know my my podcast is incomplete without asking stories uh, from you know your school your childhood uh, what did you do what are some of your adventures from you know when you were young uh, so I, i'll leave you to that so what are some of your adventures when when you were young yeah it's also it's about travel when i was young i had a lot of time so as student um you have no money but you have a lot of time and um so what I, did i do i take i took all my money to book a flight i had a big backpack and then uh i went into countries which are not so expensive um i went to south america to brazil to peru to argentina chile so i also went to thailand and yes i took my backpack i booked a flight uh the the lowest price i could find <laughs> and i traveled i always traveled in my life and yeah because um to go somewhere else it's enriching your own horizon to know other people to see other cultures and also to look on your own life you're you're far away so that means you can also look from far away of your life and of your situation and um so that inspires me always uh, a lot of and always when i'm traveling um i have new ideas uh, even there was one day in another job uh, more than 15 years ago um i was in a job and i was not really happy and i said okay i have to change something but i didn't know what so my first thing was i will travel so i went on a travel and on this travel i had suddenly a lot of ideas how to do uh, what to do next and yes after my travel i quit the job and um I did a new way. So traveling was always important for me. <laughs> so your your advice to finding uh you know finding your way in life is to start traveling. Yes, to move. Because um yes, it's I think it's a physical movement for me it's also like a mental movement. So and movement is good <laughs> to get new perspectives yeah so uh, apart from traveling what what else are you into i love it to be in the nature i so that's also moving uh, i go there with a bike or by hiking so i really really like it to be in the nature i love woods uh, forests so um even in winter um every time so um yeah i like it to go outside but i also like culture so that's the reason why i live in a big city i have a lot of theaters here i have um uh cinemas there are lectures there are concerts classical concerts small groups a lot of bands here in hamburg uh, in small clubs so 
Uh, I also go there uh, to be inspired and I, I like it to, to go out. And um, I also played uh, theater by myself. Um, that was um, a nice method of um, relaxing after work because um, if I do sport or something like that, um, I always can think about my day and what I did and what I have to do tomorrow. So for me, sport is nice, but it's not really a stress reduction because you are thinking, you're thinking all the time. Uh, um, I'm thinking all the time. So, um, <laughs> and playing theater, it's completely different because uh, when you are on stage, you give up your, your day because you are then another person, you are another role. You have to remember the text. You have to remember how inter to interact with the other people on the stage um so that was for me always the best way to stress reduction because you are suddenly in another world and suddenly somewhere else because you are playing a person and yeah that that was very nice playing mm -hmm. theater <laughs> yeah so i had forgotten about theater thank thanks thanks for reminding uh yeah, so, you know, staying back on the same uh, space in terms of your, you know, passions and you said theater is some of that. Uh, so, uh, generally uh, speaking, uh, uh, what, what's been, uh, what's been something that's uh, really come to you through theater? So you really enjoyed it in theater? Hmm. I think it's also to see how other people play roles and they play roles, but you really see that they play also the life. So every piece, every theater piece is also a story of uh, reality and it's nice to be somebody who sees how reality is uh, when people play it in different roles. So even if your own, I don't know what's about you, but sometimes in my own life, I feel like in a theater or in a film. <laughs> so because there are things which happen, you can say, no, that's not true. Now that's funny or that's curious or uh, mystery so and yeah it's sometimes life is surprising and I think in the theater you have um, so different possibilities uh, to see life from different perspective from a humor side from a very serious side from uh, a very deep side and um, yeah it's also a good way of education I think theater is um, not only for laughing it's uh, for thinking and education and um, to get inspired 
that's that's interesting yeah so it, it gives us a lot more uh, interesting perspectives also like uh, similar to the move thing that you said move to to move from one place to another from one thought process to another place you're in the flow you you are you, you have other people other characters uh, bringing in something to the play uh, like you said the piece it it's an interesting space uh, i've never gotten into full fledged theater uh, so i i have a little experience there so i i, I know what with with whatever experience i have uh but uh, how did you get into the role of being a coach that's also something that i was very interested to learn um yes the coaching thing it was um it was uh, even before the pandemic was uh, coming out um i wanted to know more about um leading people because i um i had a team of more than 20 persons and so i i did know how to do magazines and how to do um journalistic articles uh but i wanted to go deeper also what does it mean to be a leader to um yeah to transform also um the whole team to something new to do new products to do uh no methods and processes and i wanted to learn more about coaching because um for me um the best way really to lead persons is on the one side to know yourself very good your mm-hmm. strengths your weaknesses and so you can also have an empathic view on uh, your colleagues to know them how they act what are their talents and i wanted to learn about this and um so i did uh, um several months um um an education as systemic coach for change management and it was so interesting uh to do that to see different methods uh to see the psychology uh, psy logity inside yeah. and to understand uh how interaction with people works and change management and transition processes and it helped me very much um yes to to have a better feeling to my team and um to develop uh um in the team uh new formats and new products so yes i i like it um the method of coaching that means that you are only the person who leads by asking because everybody has the full known uh in him or herself and you just are as coach you are just the mirror and yeah. they can find uh their own solution and that's also to lead people it's not to tell them do it like this or this it's to help to find them the good solutions and uh, to make the the things by themselves and um that's a very good um method to to lead uh, people and teams 
<laughs> that's amazing uh, you know i was just checking the watch it's been almost an hour since we started speaking <laughs> we've spoken about a lot of things uh, coaching traveling uh, you know cultures tanzania and your your adventures there uh, your advent calendar so how was it uh, on the on your first podcast Yes, uh, very nice. Thank you Sunil for this possibility, but I said at the beginning I'm quite nervous. Yes, I'm nervous, but thank you also for having uh, led me to Tanzania again and to my travel again. So sometimes now I could also uh step inside and forget uh, that I'm um <laughs> online here. but uh, yeah it's not easy for me to speak uh, in english and i hope that everybody has understood uh, what i wanted uh, to tell and thank you for your patience and uh, thank you for listening and for be interested in my story absolutely i think uh, right right from when we started uh, you know the the wolf ukraine uh, you know uh, the overall circle i think it was very interesting to meet such a very vibrant set of people and uh, yeah this this podcast uh, has been in in waiting for some time and i'm glad that you are you are uh, here and you've shared your story and uh, you know all all the interesting uh, stuff and the facets that came with that and i think with english uh, my readers are uh, or my listeners will definitely understand what this is in case they don't can always uh, come back to you and say what is what is that that you are speaking about so it, it's been uh, amazing to have you here and uh, hopefully we can have another episode uh, sometime later when you go back to tanzania or you know any any time else yes thank you very much uh, yes if i go back i will inform you and then we continue thank you very much yeah thank you as well <laughs>